welcome in, Butt Bucks. We got a uh, a very exciting show after a a long layoff. It's your commish, Daniel, and as always, we got Manesh on the pod. What's going on, Manesh? Yo, what's up, Dan? What's going on, man? How long has it been? Um, I think it's been, yep, yep, I think it's been about five minutes. <laughs> Long, it's been, long it's been a few off. minutes, let's put it that way. It's been it, a few minutes for sure. It has, um, but I, I, uh, I'm i uh, looking forward to this year, and I really really want to try to stay on top of this and uh, produce what we uh, promised last year. Yeah, no, man, man. hey, man, me too. Um, I think this is a good way for us to start kicking it off. I know you're going to get into it here, but, you know, just kind of kicking off these divisions with a little recap and a little preview intro for it. I think it's a perfect segue into the 2019 NFL season because guess what? That shit's right around the corner. That's right. It's We're uh, less than 100 days away. That's right. We the are 100th football season. We are. This Saturday will be nine weeks until the draft, Manesh. You ready? No. <laughs> I know. I mean, do we actually <laughs> do we even actually know the draft date? Um, I don't. Uh, actually, you know what? Didn't Matt change it again? Uh yeah, I think he changed it to like October sixth now or something. I don't know. Okay, October sixth. Let me write yeah. that down. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, that's the thing. Oh same. no no, I just I just I got to get a notification from him. He's asking me to change it now to September twenty third. He needs to make so, up his mind. Yeah, this is too much. Um, as Manesh uh, briefly said, we are we're gonna kick off the twenty nineteen summer. We're gonna today's episode. We're just gonna quickly talk about last year and. Um, bring everybody up to speed on how the NFL draft uh, affected our fantasy football draft. Terribly. We need to redo the NFL draft. Uh, I think it was a great idea. I don't know who chose that (laughs) idea, but I think it was great. (laughs) And then, uh, as Manesh said, we're going to – I think it would be fun if we uh, we took an episode and we dove into each division, and within that division we'll kind of break down the team – teams in that division and what they did to – uh, improve or get worse as far as fantasy goes um, yeah. and how it's going to affect us when it comes draft time. Should be good. I think so, too. Um, so without further ado, I think we should uh, put out the big congrats to our winner of last year. Yeah, man. Other than Charlie. Uh, Charlie had a boy, Charlie, dude. Had a good, good for year. you, brother. Good for you. Took down the reigning two-time champ of Tom, uh, which yeah, I don't think he finished really close to the top. I think right? we I mean, won't we won't really know until draft day comes, <laughs> and you'll know when somebody's handing you a beer of how he did. Okay, got it. Okay. When, yeah, once you no, get that beer, you'll look up and you'll go, "Oh, that's where you finished, Tom." That's oh, okay. where Tommy is. <laughs> Hey, uh, uh, Tommy, I'm still waiting for that beer on Discord, by the way. Oh, what? yeah. Yeah, hook us up, Tom. I'm thirsty over here. Come on, man. I hope I hope he's ready. I hope he's uh he's doing his, getting his steps in so he can be ready to run back and forth for that keg for us. Oh, man, I'm so pumped for this. Oh, yeah. It's going to be great. Um so yeah, as, Just as you book my ticket, by the way. Oh, Matt, did you? don't change it again. Oh, god. Can't change it, Matt. Manesh is locked time. in. Not Southwest. Can't change it. <laughs> uh, so last year, Manesh, we made a couple of changes um, to the way the league uh, was formatted. And yep, yep. one of those big changes was FAB, or Butt Bucks. And um, 
What did you like the change, or how did you feel about Fab? Well, uh, considering you and I were the biggest proponents of Fab, mm-hmm. I fucking loved it. I thought it was phenomenal. It's I great. think we did a great job. We deserve a huge pat on the back. Thank you. Um, and I'm so happy that you know everyone in the league thought that you and I should start this season with 120 Fab bucks. That's nice of them. While everyone else starts with 100, just for bringing to them this wonderful idea of Fab. So thank, thanks, league. We appreciate the extra 20. <laughs> and, um, you know, we'll hope we we can hopefully make make it um, make good use of it this year. Oh Thank yeah. You guys. Um, and I will say from the feedback I have gotten uh, from like the NFL draft when we all got together, uh, everyone was uh, was happy with Fab. Everyone liked it and definitely want to move forward with that. I can't see myself doing another league that doesn't have Fab. I think that's gonna be the first thing I ask if anyone ever wants to join a league or asks me to join a league or whatever it is. Yeah. Like, you ask, hey, do y'all do fab? No, yeah, I'm not interested. Sorry. Yeah. It's it's a great system, and it should definitely be used across all systems. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Another uh, another format change we did was we added a flex position. What? Uh, oh, no, I, I mean, we're not adding another one this year, unless you want to. Uh, last year we added one, remember? What? Oh, my goodness. Oh, my. This is a disaster. Um, we added a flex. Yeah, yeah, we did. We're going to... Trying to add two more this year, maybe three, and then oh, we're going to add a, a second quarterback, too. Ayo. We're also <laughs> making the quarterback six pass points per touchdown, right, Dave? I mean, Dan? <laughs> that, is, that is correct. Um, <laughs> so what, what did you think about the, the two flex? Are you okay with it? You you fine moving forward? You just wanted to get rid of it? Yeah, I, I don't really care. It's whatever. I think, it, well, in my opinion, I think it, um, for example – with the waiver wire, I think it it rewards those who do play the waiver wire, especially early. You know, picking up like a like a Lindsay, because now that's somebody who wasn't drafted. That's somebody you were able to pick up. You paid the most money for him, and now he's not somebody who's just going to sit on your bench. He's somebody you can use to help you win. Um, so I, I like it because it lets you gives you a little flexibility of what you can do with your roster. Yeah. No, 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 for sure. And it makes everyone have to utilize their roster spots a little bit better and not hoard players through the bye weeks and all that jazz because exactly. you're going to get rid of, you're gonna have to cut bait a couple times. So mm-hmm. it's, good. Yeah. it's a good system for sure. And one last uh, storyline from last year we would like to Moving touch into this on. Year. Moving into this year. It's a big one. It's going to be a big discussion that we'll have hopefully at Dave's Dirty Dungeon uh, here in July sometime. We'll have this discussion. But it, hey, Dave, can you get back to us, please? Yeah, thanks. Please, Dave, please. Sitting by the phone. I'll give you my number at the end of the pod uh, yeah. so you can get back to me. All right. Um, message. <laughs> uh, was, so the big, the big storyline was draft pick trades from last year. Yeah, man. Uh, the majority of the league, nine out of the 12, participated in draft pick trading. Uh, but it, it, oh. it definitely uh, it got a little crazy there for a little while. Um, so what yeah, we did would, it we would? I don't I don't remember what what happened with draft pick trading last year. There was one. There was a 15th round pick traded. Only one of them. That was it. And everyone blew. Uh, it blew everybody's mind. So we don't know if we want to do that anymore. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So any we would. What I would like to do is try to get everybody together at Dave's Dungeon, where we can kind of talk about not only that but some other um, rules or things with the league um, going into 2019 because. It, going into draft day, sometimes we spend 30, 45 minutes going over rules. 
right. that could have been taken care of before we even show up to my house. Yeah. No, no, it's a great, uh, great thought. So that'd be a discussion like this that actually warrants a little bit more time. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I think it's gonna it'll be good for this. Yeah, and it won't yeah. drain everybody right before you gotta go into a three to four hour draft. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, for sure, for sure. So yeah, I mean, um, kind of moving 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 this topic forward here. Uh, we wanted to discuss how we want to possibly update our draft pick trading scenarios right now, or from how they are right now, to a a, more, a, better, a little bit more of an efficient or better system. That way it's not just a complete and utter free-for-all, which really puts, you know, half the league that does it at a disposition in one year, and then the other half that doesn't do it at a disposition both this year and next year. So, you know, there's 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 a lot of downside for a lot of the league, and, you know, we can kind of um, lead the, the discussion here and kind of move it forward. So, Dan, you want to kind of go through your thought process here? Yeah, sure. Um, so one of one of the ideas uh, I I like that people have the ability to uh, adjust their roster or do trades that they see fit. Yeah, um, me too. And I think one of the ideas, and we'll all discuss this and see what everybody else thinks. But one of the ideas from from me was moving up the draft pick um, trading deadline before the actual. Uh, player trade deadline, right? And I, you know, it might work. It might not work. I don't know. It's just an idea. It. So, for I, instance, moving it from after week eleven to maybe after week eight instead. Exactly, because I do. I think going into the week, our league is always so close. Like yeah, going into the last four weeks, it seems like even if you're in twelfth, you still have a really, really good shot at make, or not a really, really good shot, but you have a shot at getting to the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Um. So I feel like maybe if we move the date up some, those teams who are at the bottom won't feel um, as inclined to make those trades because they they will think, you know, I still have a shot. I'm not trading away these players because I still think I can make a run to the playoffs. Right. Um, as to where if we have it three weeks later, week 11, at that point you you pretty much know you're, where you're headed. So that was one of the ideas. Um, what about you, Manesh? Yeah, so um – kind of piggybacking off of what you said I know that you know you, you kind of mentioned here the draft moving up the date uh, or moving yeah moving the date up I think that the date that we have currently it's a great date I mean you know it's not so super close to where it's going to affect the playoff rosters you know with you know the week leading up to it but then it's also not too far ahead which what which is what this moving the date up would do it's like kind of in that middle sweet spot right there but at the same time, we don't want to have a free-for-all at that same point. So what my big kind of idea here is um, limiting the number of draft picks that rosters or that teams can trade. For instance, the way that we have it currently is that we have a three-round rule, meaning I can't trade my second for your sixth and another player, right? It has to be a max of a second for a fifth. And mm-hmm. so the way people got around it was doing a two for a five, also adding in a 5 for an 8, also adding in an 8 for an 11, yep. which then flip-flops the picks to give one team an extra second, and the other team, they lose the second, and they get an extra 11. So it, it negates the entire purpose of having a three-round rule. Well, what I'm saying is maybe limit the amount of draft picks that a roster can exchange. So from the time the draft is over for 2019 and until the time that 2020, the day of that draft, 
you're not allowed to, or I guess maybe even after the season, because then it's fine. But until the season's over, um, or our trade deadline, you you may no longer you know make trades for draft picks because um, you have to limit them basically to let's say five draft picks. So in that earlier scenario where I mentioned a two for a five, a five for an eight, and eight for eleven, well let's just say that we have a five round draft pick trading limit. You can by all means do that trade with the three round rule limit, but that takes away three of your five draft pick trade options. So you can still do two more. But that's it. After that, you can no longer trade it. So that way, if there is a team, let's just say we change the um, deadline for moving it up. Well, if a team's already, like, for instance, 0-6, and, and we trade change the deadline to right before week 7, they may already go ahead and give up on the season and try and sell the roster off. This would negate that because it would, at least we would hope that the team would try to keep pushing forward with the with the season in mind and making sure that everyone still has a fair shot against the best possible team that everyone's throwing out there week to week. But then that guy can also trade away a couple of draft picks here and there, still gain some value, but still beat and field a competitive roster. Makes sense. Um, yeah, it's definitely definitely an idea, and that's something um, I definitely would like to discuss before the draft even happens. Like you said, I think it's going to be a... Uh, a um, a lengthy discussion. Definitely, and discussion, I would definitely like to hear other people's ideas too. You know, um, see what other people think, um, and ways we can not eliminate trading draft picks, but make it a little bit uh, better for the future of the league. If that makes sense. Right. Yeah. Yeah. No. Uh, absolutely. Just you know, any type of enhancements we can do. Yep. We found out last year changing a couple things is not going to really fuck up the league. In fact, it can really make our league even that much more fun, which is that, I think that's what Fab, I think that's exactly what Fab did. It was fabulous. In all sincerity, it was fabulous, yeah. For sure, you know. Uh, so, yeah, with I think, uh, with, I think with that, maybe we can go ahead and table the discussion until, um, let's do it. That July. At July Dave's date, dungeon. whenever Dave decides, Dave decides to give us yeah. a date. Um, so yeah, so let's, congratulations to Charlie. He's our champion headed into 2019. And um, and Tommy is our beer bitch, and that's gonna be so much fun. Not even gonna lie, so much fun. Beer Not for bitch Tommy. Tommy. <laughs> so with the close of the 2018 season, Charlie become the champion. We had our uh, the NFL draft where we where an idea was brought up. I'm not sure who brought up the idea, but where we got a list of players and then we let the um, we let the the teams, or we let you guys choose which player you wanted. Um, yeah, dude, who, 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 why the hell would we even do something like this? I don't know. Yeah, aren't they redoing I mean, the NFL draft? The random, the randomness wasn't working for this person, I guess, and they wanted to choose. And yeah, you know, the previous year I only got the first player, so I was like, you know, let's change this. <laughs> well, it's great because Chris, Chris, got to choose his player. And of the players who were drafted, he chose uh, Debo Samuel, 49er. Yeah. Yep, all right. Uh, he chose Debo, right? Chris was eighth or ninth in the selection order. Yeah. So eight other people also went over Debo. Could have chosen and, Debo and did not. And they did not. So don't feel yeah, too thank bad. thank you, Chauncey Gardner-Johnson. Thank you. <laughs> Appreciate so, you fucking up your pre-draft 
routine and not telling anyone about it until everyone's talking about, oh, CJG dropping down draft board. They didn't like his pre-draft interviews, this and that. <laughs> Do uh, you want to run through real quick of yeah. so the order? Obviously, you're going to be picking first next year. You got you won the consolation bracket. Yeah, right, I did. Congrats, man. Um, and you got a whole bunch of fucking draft trades, so... Whatever. Wait, where, should, where should I pick? Should I do 1st? Yeah. Should I do 12th? Should I do 6th? Um, you should do 13th. I think that would be good for you. Thir- that's a good... Um, I haven't thought about 13th. So, yeah, you, you're going to be you're gonna pick 1st. Then, like you said, Chris is going to pick 2nd. Uh, Matt's up 3rd with Dalton Reisner. Uh, I think guard tackle from Kansas State. Mm-hmm. Nick ended up choosing Elkton Jenkins, um, center from Mississippi State. Uh, Tommy no, chose that... Uh, what's that? I said, I know he was offensive lineman, but I couldn't tell you where he was from. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, Mississippi State center. We don't have it written down, by the way. We're just kind of going off the top of my head here. Fifth is Tommy. Um, chose A.J. Brown, wide receiver Ole Miss. Charlie J.J. Arcega-Whiteside. Yeah. Uh, he's, uh, he's making a lot of receiver. buzz right now. Yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. man. Paris Campbell uh, was chosen by Jamie, and Jamie's going to pick seventh, wide receiver Ohio State. Eighth is uh, Diallo. He had that safety out of Delaware in the Sierra Adderley. Yeah. Dave ninth with DK Metcalf. I don't know, man. I, I heard that this guy's like, you know, super slow, really unfit. I don't Can't know. run routes. Don't know. Yeah, seriously. What's wrong with this guy? <laughs> um, Jayton, uh, Jet was tenth with Chase Winovich, D end out of Michigan. Mm-hmm. Uh, Chase Winovich to the Pats. Uh, Jolly cornerback, Michigan State. Justin Lane is picking eleventh, and then your boy um, is picking twelfth. So no, not picking, being given the 12th selection, the scraps, whatever's left over, because my fucking safety cornerback, Santi uh, Gardner Johnson out of Florida, fucked me. When did so, he actually you. get drafted, Manesh? I think he was like the first pick of day three. Oh man. Or something like that. Somewhere in the fourth round, the the Saints went up and got him. I think so. Uh. Well. Great. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, yeah. We're super happy that we did that. You never know, man. Let's we'll, let's we'll see what happens. Uh. So, yeah, we haven't uh, decided, like, a date of when we're going to have the deadline of when your selection needs to be. Yeah. I mean, I'm uh, sure that we can do that. Uh, we can probably yeah. set that by one week prior to the draft. Just have it ready. Yeah, we, we usually, we usually do time. two weeks. We usually do two weeks before. Yeah. Uh, so it would be sometime in August where. I mean, I personally, I don't really give a fuck. The earlier we start, the better. But I'm just saying I prefer to, like, well, have, I mean, like, ten days or so. To be fair, Manesh. You just have what's ever left over. That's what I'm saying. So I, it doesn't even matter what I think. <laughs> but I'm just saying I would rather give people a little more time than yes. take away that time. So. Oh, yeah. yeah. I we'll, think 10 we'll, days, I think we should try and start with 14 days ahead of time and get it wrapped up by 10 days. Yeah. That would probably be smart, something like that. Yeah. I mean, I already know where I'm picking. but. Oh, okay. Uh, so go ahead and give it out here. Breaking news in the pod. Come on. What, where, are you, where, where are you going? Uh, I'm not I'm Number not telling three. you. Right, I'm not telling you right now. Number three, uh, aren't you? Yeah, I knew it. Let me see, number three. No, not number three. Not number three, okay. I already know who I want number one. That's good. That's good. Let's well, see. actually, Saquon, Saquon can go number 1.01, so I'm pretty sure you're just going to go one. So, congrats, dude. I'm happy for you. Uh, who, going in who, with Saquon next year. Who, awesome. who says anything about Saquon? Uh, everyone. Which that's, they should, because he's fucking awesome. He is good. But good player. We'll see, man. We'll he's see if that's, if that's who... Uh, who goes number one? I don't right. know, man. Uh, uh, maybe, don't know. maybe some Christian, maybe some CMAC, CMC. Uh, yeah, you uh, know me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Anyways, so as we talked about earlier, we're going to uh, kind of just dive into 
East Division, we'll just talk about the yeah, Season Division and the additions that they made and um, how uh, how we think it could um, change the fantasy outlook on that team and those positions. And for the first division, we are going to talk about is the AFC East. The East. And yes, sir. Manesh, do you want to kick off the Pats? I can kick off the Pats. Well, I guess they're the Pats, man. Well, they always win everything. Fucking uh, Pats, dude. They're number one. The fucking Pats. They will, they are, they will be, and they probably won't be changing because Tom Brady's never retired. By the way, if you're on Twitter, follow Tom Brady. He's fucking oh, hilarious, yeah. He's man. a good father. He is a fucking hilarious follow. Tom Brady ended up joining Twitter this summer, for those of y'all that don't know. He's completely owning Twitter, oh, by yeah. the way. He has been owning Twitter. Um, you know who's funny. owning it now? What's that? Uh, or who's o- that? OJ, OJ Simpson's owning Twitter now. Oh, God, dude. <laughs> Such a fucking terrible person and terrible <laughs> Twitter account. Uh, yeah, he's, it's, got, it's, he's, he's got some getting even to do. <laughs> apparently, yeah. With With who? He already killed know. them. Uh, I looked at his Twitter today. He's got uh, seven hundred and like seventy-five thousand people following him already. Well, yeah, it's OJ. I mean, he's gonna have people following him. It's gonna be people, people that want to follow and understand and know what's going on, so they're in the know. There you Whatever. Wanna... Fuck OJ Simpson. Right. Let's not talk about him. All right, let's talk about the the yeah. Patriots. Uh, who? So the Pats. So um, they had they had a quite a had quite a bit of roster roster turnover, especially at prom- prominent positions. So obviously we all know Gronk. Um, R.I.P. to the the Gronk NFL um, path, you know. We're yeah. gonna miss it. We're gonna miss that Gronk spike. Oh Those yeah. Awesome years and the years that never lived up to the hype. I mean, hey man, I know I was, I benefited from the the one amazing amazing year and, you know I was. I remember that. It's just hey, we're gonna miss that guy, you know. Oh yeah. Um, addition additionally, they thought that maybe they had Dwayne Allen there, maybe someone did, waiting in the wings ish. Yeah, no, they let him go too. <laughs> um, did not resign him. Instead, they brought back or they brought up Austin Safari and Jenkins. Mm-hmm. Um, and then very quickly thereafter, I think Austin Safari and Jenkins is no longer on their roster. He is not. He got cut. But um, yeah, he got cut. So there were three other Titans they brought in. So from the dead, basically, for they brought back Ben Watson, who's going to miss four games though. Mm-hmm. Um, and then as backups, they got Matt Lacoste, that tight end out of Denver, and then Steven Anderson, the tight end that can't stay healthy in Houston, unfortunately for him. Uh, got a couple of the guys in the back end, though, but it's going to be interesting to see how that tight end room plays out, especially while Ben Watson's out. Uh, oh, yeah. And then, similarly, they had a lot of turnover at the wide receiver position. Uh, so Julian's is still there. Julian's still there. So Jules is there, still catching passes Tom, from Tom Brady next year. Um can you guess who their next three wideouts are on their depth chart? Do you know? Well, I'm just guessing that Nikhil Harry will be up there. They have him starting a lot um, on the opposite side from Jules. Yeah. Uh, Philip Dorsett. They got Dorsett as the second. Yep. Um. I don't even know if you know this guy went there. I honestly forgot. Oh, um, uh, Demarius Thomas. They got Demarius Thomas. Yeah. Yeah. So that's their front four right there, top four. Julian Edelman, Demarius Thomas on one side, Nikhil Harry, Philip Dorsett with Jules and Nikhil as a starting wideout. So it's going to be interesting to see how that goes as well. Um, Let me ask you real you quick. Know, they lost Chris Hogan, lost Cordero Patterson. So what were you saying? Uh, I was going to ask you real quick. What do you, 
what do you think of them bringing in Nicole Harry? Do you, um, I don't want you to give away your draft strategy or anything, no, but I mean, would that be somebody? I don't have any feelings either way about it right now, so I'll go ahead and say. I mean, Nikhil Harry, Tom Brady, by the way, tweeted a picture of him and Nikhil catching passes, so just FYI, if you follow Tom Brady on Twitter, you might see that. <laughs> uh, but no, I mean, they always said, you know, yeah, he had his pros in college, went as a, went as a first-round pick, obviously he's mm-hmm. good. He's been coached up well by Herm Edwards, who is a long-time NFL coach and media person as well, so... You know, I mean, he has the, I guess, accolades that come with being a good wide receiver. Hopefully he can live up to his potential. But, I mean, let's put it this way. Demarius Thomas is not going to be doing anything off a torn ACL. And mm-hmm. Philip Dorsett has had his fair share of chances already and has True. done a ton with them. Behind them, it's just a bunch of journeymen. Uh, you've got Maurice Harris, Donchell Inman, who are fine, you know, football players. But they're, you know, fourth and fifth wide receivers, right? Yeah, which nothing wrong with that, but that's what they are, and so it really leaves a lot of t- uh, targets open without fucking Gronk there, um, Hogan who you know was fucking god awful last year, but still had a few carry or still a few targets here and there. Cordero Patterson always snuffed uh, sniffed out a few here and there. So I mean, they're gonna be missing a lot of targets, man. I mean, oh yeah. Oh, yeah. Opportunity I mean, you got, you got, definitely uh, be there. I mean, Braxton Berrios is out there. So they missed out. You know, what's funny is they missed out on their biggest kind of target in the offseason, who was Adam Humphreys, that um, slot receiver out of yeah. Tampa Bay. They re- mm-hmm. Apparently, reports were that they really wanted him, and he they really tried to go after him, and they really didn't get him. Nope. So um, he ended up signing a contract, I think, with Tennessee. There's the Titans, yeah. Which the Titans will get to them later, but now they have a whole bunch of slot receivers, which is interesting, so... That's another story for another day. But, yeah, yep. so um, Braxton Berrios, man, named to keep on the radar. Uh, you know, they love their white, small receivers out there oh, that yeah. can play slots. So, hey, that's oh, yeah. exactly who Braxton Berrios is, and, you know, we'll see. Um, and then at the last uh, skill position player where there was turnover, that, you know, there wasn't a lot of turnover at the QB position. I don't think Jarrett Stidham's going to come in and really um, fight with Tom Brady for that starting role. I think he's got it a, pretty much locked down at this point. Maybe. Um so, you know, that that, but, that that should be all set. But Tom Brady also wasn't as great as he's been in years past in the regular season, just something to keep an eye out. Very and, true. you know, you got your running back position here now. Yeah. So what they got listed, they have two running backs listed on their roster, on their offense, and Sony Michelle and James White are the co-starters. Behind them, they have listed Rex, Sexy Rexy, and James Devlin. Uh-huh. And then third stringers, they have Brandon Bolden, who they brought back, don't forget, and Damian Harris. So Damian Harris, that one's ooh, interesting to me. That that's one's an interesting, one, man. Oh yeah. I think it's going to be um when Sony's healthy, he's going to get the ball, and Damian's going to come in for a series of game. But when Sony's not healthy, I think he slips right into the Damian Harris role. They love Rex, and I think he might not even make the team. Yeah, which I is agree. so interesting, because I think he's a great football player, but you know, it's just they have a surplus at this position. They could probably flip him for a position of need, like tight end, <coughs> and. <laughs> I mean, I could definitely see them flipping one of these guys because they have such a surplus here. I agree. James White has his position locked down. He is that receiving threat because Sony doesn't do that. Rex does everything. He runs the ball. He catches the ball out of the backfield. Like, he's a do-it-all kind of player. And Damian Harris fills that role that Sony Michelle plays. So they have a surplus here. And, you know, it'll be interesting to see what they do because Brandon Bolden, I think, has got a lockdown roster spot with his work on special teams. So Exactly. Oh, yeah, yeah. We'll see. We'll see. It'll be interesting, though. Um... Any yeah, other thoughts I, to add? 
Uh, no, I, I agree with you. I think, you know, Sony, I think he had, I know he had one knee scope already this off season. It, may, it might have been two. Um, you know, he was, had those knee injury, or knee issues coming out of Georgia, just like Todd Gurley. Right. Um, so it, it does, you know, maybe they're protecting themselves so they don't run into a Gurley situation like what happened last year at the end of the year with Damian yeah, Harris. Man, but, I mean, they Sony, put draft capital into him. Let's put it this way. From all I've heard and read, they knew that dude was, you know, that he had an, arth- you know, an arthritic-style knee. Yeah. So it's not like they went into it not knowing, which oh, might yeah. have been the case with the Rams, but they definitely knew. That's why it's so interesting to me that all this is happening. It's very interesting. Um, you're talking about uh, Sonny Michelle and James White being the receiving back. Do you know how many catches Sonny Michelle had last year? Like five? Seven. <laughs> yeah, I know. I had him, dude. I was like, what the fuck is this? I, I had him too. Ball. I thought he caught the – yeah, I know. I traded him to you. I thought he caught the ball at Georgia. Oh, me too. I was like, so I, wrong. I feel like every time I watched him, he was he was that change of pace guy compared Dude, to Chuck. Dude, that's what, exactly my thoughts. I was like, and then he didn't catch the ball, and no. then I looked up his stats, and I'm like, well, fucking yeah. great. That was 11, my fault. 11 targets, 7 catches last year. Yeah. So, if anything, you know he's not going to catch the ball. He's, he's going to be Chubb the runner. And Chubb caught the ball left, right, and center in Cleveland. Mm-hmm. It was fucking crazy. Duke yeah. couldn't get on the field. It, who, who do you think is faster, Sony Michelle or Nick Chubb? Like just if you just like just first guess. Straight line. Yeah. Maybe now Nick Chubb, but last year at this time, if you asked me, I would have said Michelle. That's what I said. Uh, if you go back to the combine last year, Nick Chubb was faster than Sony Michelle. Yeah. In the forty yard, I I I was totally shocked because I thought for sure it'd be Sony. Well, uh, also Nick wrong. Chubb has he's like the one cutting up guy. Yeah, that's true. Sony was we what we thought anyways was the shifty kind of scat e, but still quicker than he might be fast guy. Yeah, that makes sense. So that makes sense. Interesting, interesting. It's gonna be a lot. Of, it's gonna be really interesting in New England in terms it, of what they got going on. And then again, as soon as somebody steps up, Belichick's gonna change his fucking game plan up and then go with someone else. So it's gonna be great. He's gonna change it and sign Legarrette Blunt. <laughs> he's gonna score 19 <laughs> touchdowns. <laughs> <laughs> like so. Uh, yeah, that's, that was a good, uh, good little rundown of what the the Patriots did this off season, headed into training camp in July. Yeah, man, this is a it's a really good um, entire division though. So I think next up we get the Buffalo Bills. If you want to go ahead and jump into them, I will. And speaking of Buffalo, I hope you don't need a wide receiver because I think Buffalo signed them all. Yeah. Um, yep, yep, they got quite a few. Yeah, they they went out and signed. The Dallas Cowboy, Cole Beasley, uh, to add to the receiving core of uh, Zay, Zay Jones and uh, Robert Foster. And they, Robert Foster. Robert Foster, man. He came on late last year. He did. And they went out and signed uh, John Brown from the Ravens. And they also added Andre Roberts. Uh, you know where Andre Roberts played uh, college? I do. Uh, right in Charleston, right down yeah. there in Chucktown at the Citadel. That is correct. I, I, I think Andre. Yeah. I think Andre would be more of a you know special teamer uh, return guy, as yeah, we've yeah, seen yeah. at his other stops. But He's, um, fits that niche pretty well. It's. I was looking over Josh Allen's uh, stats because I was I was trying to see they added all these right receivers, and it's hard to choose who's going to be fantasy relevant 
Yeah. With Josh Allen as their quarterback. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so last year, yeah. last year Josh, he averaged uh, 26 uh, passes a game, and that's only he only played 12 games because of injuries. But if you if you take that out 16 games, he aver- he would have been on pace for 426 passes uh, for the season. You know where that would have been in the NFL? Where? Where's that? 21st in the NFL. So that's that's not very high. And well, I, honestly, it's, high, it's higher than I thought it would have been. So uh, to maintain all the weapons they brought in, it's gonna be it's gonna be interesting. Zay Jones, he had 102 targets last year. Uh, so I would I would think he'd be the number one going into this year. Um, yeah, he uh, came out pretty doubt. strong with them a yes. little bit as well. You know who finished uh, number one over the last five weeks of the NFL at the quarterback position? Oh, I do. You know why? Because he can run the ball, and his name is Josh Allen. His name is Josh Allen. You know where he plays? Buffalo Bills. Yeah. That's right. He averaged seven and a half uh, rushes a game last year, um, yeah, which is almost, almost I mean, it's a hundred. a lot for a quarterback, but yeah. it's not even like, you know, what he was well, producing. I was like, Jesus. Over uh, over 16 games, he it's about 120 uh, carries over 16 games. You know who else had 120 carries last year? Not Cam Newton. Uh, uh, Drake. Kenyon Drake had 120 carries <laughs> last year. So just in reference, uh, uh, he, runs, he runs the ball kind of a lot, you know? And he's a, I think he's a running back? Yeah, I think, I think so. I think he's um, a quarterback, so interesting. It's, it's, Man, I remember who was on the bust radar? Who's that? Kenyon Drake. He was on mine last year. <laughs> uh, but... Going into the year, I don't know if, if you're really ever targeting a Buffalo Bills wide receiver um, since they got rid of huh, Sammy funny. Watkins. Robert uh, Woods. Marquise Robert Goodwin. Woods. Well, Robert Woods, exactly. <laughs> the list yeah. continues. Exactly. Um, so heading, in, heading into this year, they did add some more weapons. Are they going to be fantasy relevant where you can start them with confidence? I don't know. You know, We'll have to see if Josh Allen one can stay healthy and see if he – Gets those attempts up a little bit going in uh, week to week. Um, One thing I think we can say is they'll be they're going to be better on offense though. Oh At no least doubt. More well rounded. You, you know why they're going to be better? Because they added Frank the Tank, my hey, man uh, Frank Gore. Dude. Woo! Awesome. Yes. Awesome. Just love um, that guy. So they and added like him. The fact that that guy loves football so much that he just wants to play. So yeah, he's playing. Sure. Just keep playing. You just keep. Hey, I don't blame him, man. He's getting paid, right? Hey. Um, so he's going. He's joining the backfield with obviously Lashawn McCoy. Uh, they also signed T.J. Yeldon to go in the backfield. <laughs> yeah. We'll see how that one goes. And I've already. I think I saw a report today that, or maybe it was on ESPN. T.J. Yeldon was a cut candidate. Um, well, I think Lashawn McCoy is a cut candidate, which is funny. Yes, yeah. I've heard. I've heard that too. Mm-hmm. And then they drafted uh, Devin Singletary. As well, I think yeah. he was a third round draft pick. Third rounder, yeah. Um, so they, they definitely, heavy. yeah, they did. They invested heavy. It's going to be interesting because last year McCoy, he only had 161 rushing attempts. Frank's coming from Miami. He had 156 in Miami. <laughs> How are they gonna? He looked good last year, man. God, this guy is never he, gonna get old. It's crazy. He, he never is. It's. Uh, is it gonna if McCoy say McCoy makes the roster? Is it gonna be 50-50, 60-40? You know they. I'm sure they want to well, get. I think it's gonna be just like it was last year in Baltimore. They're gonna be very, very run heavy and run run dominant. Mm-hmm. And I think anyone that's a prominent player in the backfield is gonna get touches. Yeah. 
And yeah, you, the, and the is probably going to ramp up second half of the season. He's got up to, until right? Until they then, gotta... they're going to run it out there with some combination, or probably an equal split combination-ish of McCoy, Gore, and Yeldon. Whoever steps up, they give the ball more to, and whoever doesn't, they'll put them on the bench and let it ride, let them ride it out with the rookie. It's. I, I think they they're going to have to give Singletary, like you said, the second half of the year. They're going to have to because McCoy's older. Frank's obviously older. Um, no. <laughs> so they're going to have to see what they got in them because even if McCoy makes the team, you know, this year, I I think the, I think he only has one more year on his contract. So mm-hmm. I think he's out of there anyway. Um, yeah, they were, they were, I think they were talking about trading him to the Eagles, which was funny. Yeah, the Eagles. You know who else? You know where I think he'd be great is uh, Tampa Bay. I think he, that'd yeah. be a great spot for him. Um, but so either way, KC reunited. Oh yeah, that's and that's it feels so one. good. That's another one, man. Hey man. Uh, so it'd be interesting to see how they what they do with that backfield because right now going into training camp, there's quite a few names and. Uh, We'll see how they feed them. Yeah, man. One more addition they made, and this is a huge one. I don't know if you overlooked this. Yeah, not. Cody Ford, dude. Uh, <laughs> not him. They got rid of Charles Clay last year. That's not huge. And they signed Tyler Croft, man. Yeah. Did you that's know? Not huge. He's Tyler huge Croft. Funny. Yeah. Tyler Croft is coming from Cincinnati, right? Mm-hmm. He's coming from Cincinnati with his six targets from last year. Okay? And he already broke his foot. <laughs> Wait, did he really? He broke his foot on the oh, first day of uh, OTAs. Oh, yeah, but he's going to be back. He's in line to be the starter. <laughs> right? I mean, uh, I don't know if they have anybody else on that team. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, he was another off-season addition that they that they did make. Um, that is huge, yeah. I mean, that's what I was trying to tell you. I think... You you always have your uh, your Kittle, your Kelsey, your Ertz, but you um, never one of a kind have your Tyler Crofts. The I think he has to be the first player, first tight end drafted. One point oh one, is that too no low? No doubt. No, I mean if I could take him before that, I would. Yeah. Uh, well, you sir can. <laughs> so yeah, so that's that's just a quick breakdown of the Buffalo. A lot of a lot of additions. How the ball is going to be. Uh, passed around or handed off. It's going to be it's going to be key to see. I think training camp is going to tell us a lot about how they're going to run their offense out there Absolutely. on week one. Not like their wide receivers now. They got like a, they have a sneaky above yeah. average wide receiving group. You know who? If you know where Robert I wish. Foster continues to develop, then that's like a pretty good receiving group. <laughs> I was I was hoping John Brown would go to like the Steelers or somebody like that. Yeah. For fantasy, I did, but I was yes. so happy when he went to Buffalo yes. and not Pittsburgh. Well, I'm sure you are. Uh, yeah, but for fantasy, yeah, definitely. I was like, Steelers would be a great spot because Josh Allen can can throw it over the mountains. Yeah. Uh, can he uh, get it there on time with the receiver? Uh, I don't know. Mm-hmm. That's what John that, Brown does. Develop that. <laughs> yeah. It's like a Charlie Dave's jolly. <laughs> what? Like a Charlie Dave jolly? Yeah. All right, Manesh, that was the uh, that was Buffalo. Who who who's up next? I think we got the Jets up next, man. Ooh, J E T S Jets Jets Jets. J E T S Jets Jets Jets. So we got to start off at the top. Um, they brought <laughs> fucking Adam Gase, dude. Oh By man. far, so weird. I was like, 
the How, worst. Have we never seen his his eyes before? <laughs> Did because, you? Uh, oh my you god! Saw you saw that press conference? How how could you not see the press conference? <laughs> Did you see the one where they put the taco in front of his face? <laughs> yeah. And they would move it around. Oh god, that was great. Now I know why he wears the hat, but yeah. I still feel like I've seen his eyes. They ha- they weren't fucking cracked out like that before, which is insane. Yeah. It's Somebody needed to get up there and just tell him that. How, so, uh, how did he get another how? job? Oh. That's what I want to know. Peyton Manning got him two jobs, dude. Oh, ex- ex- you're 100% correct. Um, so, yeah, Adam Gase comes in. Um, Mike McCagnin's out. They mm-hmm. paid um, quarterback money for Joe Douglas, <laughs> their new GM. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> um, they made a few signings, too. So, at the quarterback position... Um, they brought in Trevor Simeon to compete with Sam Darnold. I wonder who's going to win that starting oh, job. Oh, yeah. So. Hmm. Um, oh, sneaky um, sneaky signing, though. You know who they picked up? Uh, QB? Uh, oh, they picked oh, – I, I thought it was going to go uh, running back with Bilal Powell. No. They resigned no. him, but go ahead. No. Sneaky pickup. They picked up um, Brandon Silvers. Out of, out of the AAF? Of AAF fame, yeah. He was the... Uh, that Brandon Silvers. He was looking like an MVP yeah. there for a couple of weeks. <laughs> man, poor man. Rest in peace, AAF, man. I had high hopes. Peace, dude. <laughs> God, what a mess. Oh, uh, Jesus. Uh, but yeah, so Sam Darnold, just going to be the man this year. I mean, hopefully they can get some... The, the pieces that they have around him now will help him develop a little bit here, but... I think You so. know, we'll see, we'll see. So, starting with Sam Darnold's um, favorite targets... You know, we we can't we gotta go out to our boy, who um, if he can actually stay out of trouble, oh, might be okay. Oh yeah. But um, I think you know who I'm talking about, right? Oh yeah. Yeah, our buddy Robbie Anderson, who's mm-hmm. fast as fucking all hell lightning, but just you know, I don't know. We haven't heard much from this off season, which is great. Great. But just gets in trouble, which is not good. Um, he, but yeah, uh, they really developed a good relationship towards the end of the season there, and. You know, he stepped up, so if he can stay out of trouble, keep his head on right, then I think he he can be pretty good. But oh, yeah. beyond Robbie, they still got Quincy and Nunwa out of the slot. However, interestingly enough, they signed another slot receiver in Jameson Crowder. So, not sure where they're expecting to play um, the one. Not sure if you know either, but, you know, usually there's only one slot position. Mm-hmm. That's usually how NFL rosters play, so it'll be interesting to see. Uh so yeah, I think that does it for the wide receiver position. Other than that, they're they're pretty, it's pretty slim pickings, unless you got um, Sharon uh, Peak of Clemson fame out there. Oh yeah, and your uh your boy's still there too. Deontay, yeah. Um, no, mm-hmm. so your your week one waiver wire or Fab bid last year, Inunua. Yeah, Inunua. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. what I was saying with Inunua and Crowder. Oh my bad. Um, I, for I the slot, the the fighting for the slot position. So. My bad. My bad. <laughs> I was looking at yeah. something on my computer and I totally zoned out. Yeah, great, great. <laughs> uh, moving on to the running back position, they picked up a couple guys. Um, nobody you probably heard of though. Nobody you probably heard of. Well, you mentioned one, Bilal Powell. They re-signed him. So. Mm-hmm. Was, oh, they, they signed huge, uh, Ty Montgomery. That huge loss. Huge. Huge loss too. Uh, Isaiah Crowell, man. Isaiah Crowell, was, man. Uh, yeah, poor guy. Uh, <laughs> But I don't think there's anyone else that's really noteworthy aside from those. No, you can move on. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, 
So yeah, I mean, oh, they signed uh, Kalichi Semeli on the offensive line. Oh, there you so go. That was nice because he got he got uh, they added him from Oakland. So nice little pickup there. And uh, oh, well, no, they got a good kicker now too. They have Chandler Catanzaro. Oh, okay. So, uh, why did they get rid of their who was it Myers last year? I think. It's, yeah. He was. Know. Did he get signed to a big contract? Because he was pretty good. Maybe I, he did. I think he's a free agent. Oh shit, that sucks. Uh, well, I don't know what the Bears are doing. Like, why don't they go sign him? Because they got my boy Eddie Pinheiro, who's going to be awesome this year. Did you hear what happened uh, yeah, last week? Yeah, because he keeps doing this shit. Get over it, dude. Y'all missed a 43-yarder. <laughs> well, they should be able to make it in practice. <laughs> they should. <laughs> I think even one of them did a doink off the pole when he <laughs> missed it. <laughs> Can't make that up. No, not at all. All right, but now, who, who is, um, Le'Veon Bell's there, so okay. you know we'll see, we'll see, we'll see, we'll, we'll see what that brings. Um, let's see, uh, let's see how in game shape he is, um, how he functions in Adam Gase's offense. Adam Gase be has the... always been one to always want to run the ball too, so that does bode well for him. Adam Gase also does slow down the gameplay in the game, so a you lot. know they don't run as many places the high octane offenses, um, not which is what, not, what you might not expect coming from the Denver offense, which was so potent under Peyton. So, it'll be interesting, though. It'll be interesting. It will be. Uh, I'm definitely interested to see how he uh, how he does the backfield, you know, especially coming from Miami where, you know, Drake, Kenyon Drake is a very talented running back. Mm-hmm. Um, and we'll talk, I don't I'll think they have anyone with his um, type of talent, though. Not, this, not well, not I, just, I just mean Drake and then the old Frank Gore, mm-hmm. you know. Well, Frank Gore was still really good, but... You would still, I, I don't know, I guess in everyone's eyes, or at least my eyes, I would have thought Drake would have been the one to carry the ball a little bit more than Gore. But it didn't work out that way. So, and then with the reports of him not liking Le'Veon Bell, he didn't want Le'Veon Bell there, is is he going to give him the ball yeah. 25 times a game, 30 times a game? or is he Yeah, gonna, because he needs to feed him the fucking rock. He did, well, that's, everyone knows that, but does Adam Gase know that? Do you see his eyes? Yeah. I don't know if he knows what he, he's even at. Yeah. Kind of I mean, well, Joe Douglas is there. Hopefully, he writes that ship a little bit. Let's see. We'll see. We'll see. He's a really respected guy. Apparently, nobody can say a bad word about him. So, he's one of those dudes. So, and they also um, traded or they also signed, I guess, as the number two for Joe Douglas, the um, VP of Player Personnel uh, from Indianapolis, who helped build that roster back up to uh, okay. a really good place. So, yeah. you know, they got some good uh, decision makers in the building. So, we'll see how it happens now that. Yeah. Free agency is basically not over. And, uh, the decision makers <laughs> who, who didn't bring in Adam Gase. Yeah, right, right. So, yeah, but, well, no, Gase wanted the guy because he actually likes him. That's why. Uh, okay. Well, that they makes They have sense. a prior relationship. So. He he wanted the guy that wouldn't fire him. <laughs> right. Makes sense. Job security. Although McCagden hired him. Who, uh, did the owner hire him? Mm-mm. The GM that he got rid of, Mike McCagden. Yeah, hired him. He hired Gase. <laughs> yeah, that's that's what I mean. That's that's what I mean. So now he's got. Uh, I I see what you're saying, but yeah, it uh, it may it, it'll be interesting to see to see, especially if they really really suck this year, because I think they have a, a nice young roster that should probably not going to compete with the Patriots, but that should definitely make improvements from last year. Yeah, I mean um, they got they got a few more pieces on defense. They got a couple guys at each of the different levels now. They bring yeah. in a couple of rookies on the line that should be high impact rookies. 
Yep. They're bringing in CJ Mosley to lead the defense, and they got Jamal Adams in the back back end. So I mean, they have leaders now. You know, yes. they have leaders and talent on defense, and they got some playmakers on offense. So we'll see. It'll be interesting. I think yeah, the, I think be. this division got really good though. Uh, are a lot yeah. more talented. It's not I, I don't agree. know how good they are, but they're much more talented. So it's good. Yeah, it'll be interesting. Um, and who do we got closing up this? Oh, sorry. Did you have anything else on the Jets? Nothing. No, let's not talk about the Jets anymore. I'm done with it. <laughs> so uh, closing out the division, we get the Miami Dolphins. Who do you got going on with the Dolphins? Dolphins. So the Dolphins fired Adam Gase. And oh, really? Yeah, he he came from there and he went to your Jets. Well, you know, they say that he knows the division there. So that's why uh, they, uh, that's why they really wanted him. You know, they wanted somebody who could beat the Patriots. Yeah, they wanted uh, someone who could beat the Patriots on a fortuitous bounce yes. where they inexplicably had uh, Gronk um, playing deep safety when he couldn't <laughs> run. So, uh, anyways, they hired... Gates exploited it, so it's good. They hired... Uh, the Dolphins fired Gase, hired uh, Brian uh, Flores, I think that's how say his last name. Yeah, Brian Flores. Out of, uh, the, out of the Patriots. Defensive coordinator from the Patriots. Yep, yep. Um, so now he's the man in charge taking over for Adam Gase. And one of his first moves was getting rid of uh, Gase's quarterback in Ryan Tannehill and traded him to the Titans to back up Marcus Mariota. Or to start in place of when he gets hurt. hurt. Yeah. Or when he plays terribly. Uh, you know they paid most of his salary to get him up there, too? Yeah. Yeah, they obviously I think he was him. scheduled to make like 7 mil or something. They paid 5 yeah. mil to get rid of him. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Um, and they tied so, on, the hook, on the hook for like two mil, which is hilarious. Yeah. The uh, so with them getting rid of Tannehill, they obviously had to bring in uh, some quarterback competition, right? Mm-hmm. So they got the quarterback of the future. And Ryan Fitzpatrick, you're right. Ryan Fitzpatrick, <laughs> yep, Fitz that's magic. Where I'm going, man. Fitzmagic for life. He ah. is the future of <laughs> the Dolphins. Um, yeah, as you're saying, the future. Well, the immediate future, we think, is Josh Rosen. Um, no, I was, I was really thinking Ryan Fitzpatrick. Oh, well, my apologies. Yeah, Rosen's there. Uh, Josh Rosen, they, they've been saying Fitzmagic. He's he looked pretty good in OTAs. I don't know if you saw that no-look pass he did. He was doing some, <laughs> some of Mahomes. <laughs> I um, didn't. That's funny, though. It would be interesting because I think the Dolphins aren't going to compete for the division, I don't think. I think they have what? to start Josh Rosen just to see if he's actually the real deal or not. Who the hell is he going to throw the ball to? Oh, Devontae Parker, man. He's lighting up OTAs again for the third year in a row, don't you know? He doesn't do, doesn't do that every year. Every yeah. year, man. Every year. This is his Lights time. This up. is the Super Bowl, bro. This has to be. This is his time. I, I think it's. I think Devontae Parker. I think Parker. this is his year, man. This is his year. Devontae Parker, number has one. has to be, right? He, 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 yep. He got a vote of confidence. The new coach came in, gave him, you know, a one-year contract, said, we want you here. Whereas, Yeah, Tommy, you hear that? Devontae Parker. Adam Gase, man. Adam Gase might have been third pick. Adam Gase didn't like Devontae Parker for whatever reason. That's true. Brian Flores loves him, you know. Yeah, so. He might be could. calling your name, Tommy. <laughs> um, so it would be interesting to see who starts out of Fitzmagic and Josh. Um, interesting fact, last year, uh, Fitzmagic obviously came out of the gates on fire. Um, he played eight games, and through those eight games, he was the number four quarterback on a per-game 
uh, points per game base mm-hmm. basis. That's to get like one or two duds, and like the rest were amazing. Not good, yeah. but amazing games. Yeah. It was nuts. Yeah. So he he's I don't know. He he comes out of nowhere. It seems I'm like really whenever he wants to be a fun quarterback competition. I think they have to play Rosen, but it's going to be interesting yeah. to see who they will go with if they actually do in fact go for Rosen. Yeah. Which good for them for getting Rosen. Like, hopefully they stick with him and try and develop him because the dude was a top 10 pick and he would have been higher had it not been for three other quarterbacks that went above him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I heard some draft uh, people this year saying Rosen would have been the number one quarterback in this year's draft class. He should have been. Yet, no. what's funny is that the number one quarterback in this class, quote-unquote, is replacing him. So. That's right. <laughs> that, is, that is right. Um, yeah, like you said, I think they have to play him because there are some quarterbacks coming out in the draft next year. So, I, I, I think this is – I think he, he might be in the same situation next year where the Dolphins are picking really, really high. They pick a quarterback and then they trade him again. Poor guy. Yeah. I do feel uh, bad for him if that happens. He might just quit and be like, oh, I'm going to go be a VC. <laughs> Out in Silicon, yeah. Um, so yeah, so it will be interesting to see who who wins that job, and if this Magic does win it, will he hold it for a long time, for all year? Will they switch mm-hmm. him out? Mm-hmm. Who knows? Um, moving on to the to the running back uh, position, we talked about Frank Gore earlier leaving Miami and going to the Buffalo Bills. Buffalo Bills. So yep. with him leaving. He uh, he's also leaving behind 156 rushing attempts last year. That's a lot of carries. It is. Kenyon Drake's gonna get them all. That's that's what I think. So I I've, I was looking <laughs> at it. If Drake had 120 last year, right? Yeah. So say you cut Gore's carries in half. So say okay. you say Drake just gets 80 of them, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, that puts that that'll put him at 200 carries. That's Good more rush. There. That's, no, that's more rushing attempts than Kamara, Chubb, Lindsey, Melvin Gordon last year. Mm-hmm. So if he could, if he could get those carries, uh, I think he he was my bust last year, but I think he could be a sleeper this year. Huge bounce back without a doubt. This year. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, he I, came on it, strong towards the end of the year. I mean, uh, I don't disagree oh, with yeah. you there. He was he was on my team for most of those weeks. That's pretty nice. Um, he also got Kalen Balaj there. Yeah, I know some people. Are, I think uh, I think Matthew Barry's pretty high on him. Yeah, Matthew Barry. I remember correctly. Yep, yep, yep. I was I was on Twitter the day I was looking at someone was statting out Kalen Balaj, or they're going through his film from last year. Mm-hmm. Um, on 45 attempts last year, 45 times he had the ball. Yeah. He was tackled by the first guy 43 times out of the 45 <laughs> attempts. Oh my God, he's a big guy too. Poor Camouflage. I, I think that's what Mike Clay was saying is that he just goes down on contact. Yeah, the first, the first contact, he, he's done. He's that's down. Wild. Uh, yeah. Um, so a lot of people are high on Balage. <laughs> Maybe they should he'll be. surprise and get to get the job over Drake. I think it would be a shame if he did. But um, another running back they they signed. From Cincinnati is Mark Waltenberg. Did you see that one? Is <laughs> it Mark Wahlberg? Waltenberg, man. <laughs> Mark Waltenberg? Yeah. It's Mark Walton, but you know, it's play on words. <laughs> Mark Waltenberg. Yeah. Is that Mark. like a cross between Waltzboro and uh, no, Waltenberg? 
This is well, his last name is actually Walton, so I spelled Berg yeah. on the end of it for Mark Wahlberg. <laughs> uh, but he got arrested this off season. A couple before. times, dude. Yeah, so I was surprised. That was before Miami signed him. He got arrested. Yep. Yep. So it's kind yeah, of this guy's uh, a fucking idiot. But it's whatever. kind of shocking that you know what's good. You know what's good to do though. Whenever you have troubled guys, putting them right back into their atmosphere where they probably were um, given no restrictions is yes. always the best thing. It probably a lot of money. Throw him into Miami, give him no restrictions, and just let him go crazy. And then you know nothing bad will happen with that. So it, it makes tons of sense um, yeah. to do that. So that's what Miami's doing, and. Um, and as far as running backs, that's really that's really all they did this off season. They didn't draft anybody. Um, I, I, to me, that's that's putting their confidence in. I would think Drake, without uh, not drafting anyone. I'd agree. Um, agree. Moving on to the wide receiver position, we talked a little bit about Devontae Parker. He's still there. Uh, they lost Danny Amendola. He's when he went to the Lions. Um, he was actually pretty decent last year for them. Yeah. He had a pretty hot girlfriend, too. <laughs> and they added uh, this receiver from the Cleveland Browns, Ricardo Lewis. Do you know who that is? Yeah, we uh, we drafted him, uh, Ricardo Lewis, out of Auburn a few years ago when we drafted five in one draft. Okay. With, like, 17 picks, we drafted, like, he was one of those guys. But he's been um, injured over the last couple of years, and... Has had his seasons cut short, um, and hasn't really stepped up. I think Rashard Higgins stepped up over him. He was drafted in the same class. Uh, Jordan Lewis also was hurt, so, uh, or sorry, Jordan Patton was also in the same draft, and Seth Duvall, and uh, yeah, and all these guys that didn't work out. So that was great. So we'll we'll talk about the Browns in a couple couple <laughs> weeks. All right, I, I'll I'll give you the Browns because I know you're just gonna have a field day with them. Uh, because they made a couple moves this offseason. Yeah, man. Uh, but they still have uh, Kenny Stills um, they do. running out there. At wide Always receiver. like Kenny Albert Stills, Wilson. Yep. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It would be, be interesting because I think if Ryan Fitzpatrick's the quarterback, Kenny, Kenny Stills is going to be a very uh, good interesting fantasy play. sleeper. Yeah. Yes. Especially if, on DFS. If Josh Rosen's the quarterback, uh, to be determined. I'm not yeah, too we'll sure. Yeah, we'll see. You never know, man. He didn't have any weapons out there. Well, he didn't have any protection, first of all. That's very true. Give the guy a freaking offensive line that will actually not have him trampled, and then let's see what he has. Dude, the same thing happened. Like, this guy, like, everyone wants to bust his chops, but the same thing happened to him at UCLA. He got mauled left, right, and center because they couldn't get a good line around him. Yeah. He got mauled last year because... They were awful along the O line. And if I remember correctly, I don't think they did. The Cardinals did too much to address the offensive line. So I guess it makes sense to get a Kyler they Murray who can, for, um, who can run around. The off injured tackle from the Steelers, Marcus Gilbert out of Florida. Yes, so, that's right. Uh, aside from that, they're hoping that they can continue to develop. Oh, and I think they have the um, they they drafted a center last year, so they have him there too, out of Michigan gotcha. or something. So. I don't know. We're not talking about the Cardinals old line right no. now. So uh, so anyway, yeah. Um, <laughs> so Ricardo Lewis, he's going to join that receiving core um, that's already uh, pretty established in Miami. 
Um, as far as fantasy wise, I don't I don't know if he'll be relevant this year or yeah. not. I doubt it. Um, yeah, I don't I don't know about that. Yeah, just if anything, because the Dolphins' offense might not be very good. And then we you talked about it earlier. Dwayne Allen left the Patriots. Yeah, where'd to, he go? He took his talents down to uh, the South Beach. Ew. <laughs> and joined the good old Dolphins to uh, play alongside uh, Mike Gusecki. Yeah, so, Mike Gusecki, Dwayne Allen. Right yeah, there. they got a nice little little tight end combo if that's well, something now, you're interested in. Well, the hope in. is that Dwayne Allen can be the blocking tight end and Gusecki can develop further on the on the offense. Maybe with a more competent quarterback, he can. Oh, yeah. Last year, maybe yeah. just that changing up of Ryan Fitzpatrick or not Ryan Fitzpatrick didn't allow him to develop properly. But he was a high draft pick, man. Yes. Yes, he was. Um, so, yeah, I, I agree. I would think he'd, he would definitely be their number one option as far as uh, receiving goes. Yeah, last year he had 22 catches, one touchdown. You know, he only had 32 targets last year, which is nothing. Uh, so, yeah, I definitely would think that's going to go up this year as long as he stays healthy. Yeah, I was holding out hope for him to do something last year. Yep, didn't yeah. happen. So. Mm-hmm. No, no, but this year, you know, this year could be his year. Um, this year could be his year. <laughs> true. So yeah, so that's that's the quick, I guess, quick rundown of the AFC <laughs> East. Quick rundown, uh, yeah. What do you think? Next next week we'll do the NFC East. Sounds good to me, brother. All right, we'll we'll do the NFC East next week and. Uh, Manesh, you want to close us out with um, our uh, our communication line? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So we wanted to open up um, or keep open our lines of communication with all the listeners, with all two of you. So you know, <laughs> we have a voicemail um, line that we have our intern checking on us, or checking it for us, so that we can answer some questions pre-show or come with them for the pod. So, um, but, but so just you know, go ahead and write this one down. It's coming at you. But Bucks members, just don't forget, if you have any questions, I'll go ahead and say it here a couple times, for the show, any requests that you may have, please, please, please call and leave a voicemail, 843-754-9308. Again, that is 843-754-9308. Leave a voicemail, um, and we'll make sure that the intern gets to it. (laughs) Put his ass to work. There you go. All right, thanks for uh, thanks for listening, everybody. We'll see you next week. All right, later, guys. We draft some dudes named Brady. Dudes hit on us, it's crazy. Drinks all around, please save me. In fantasy, we're fucked. Tiny dicks that we talk. You're in luck with box.